0: Thank you so much. I also want to say how much I appreciate this church, your people, your love, my kids, my extended family. Yes. So precious. God has been so gracious and blessed us so beautifully and abundantly. Thank you, Jamie, for those beautiful words. I passed out, or the kids passed out this poem Claire and I are going to sing this song. The young lady who wrote this poem lived in Great Britain in the 1800s, in the early 1800s. And she was a very devout Christian. And they posted a picture of her on the article that I found about her life. And they said that she posed as a a model for many, many paintings especially paintings of Madonna, and she was very influential in the arts. One of her dearest friends was the man who wrote Alice in Wonderland under a pseudonym name. So she rubbed shoulders with a lot of people, but she never once wavered in her faith in God, to the point that she had... Several suitors trying to win her hand in marriage, but they did not live up to her standard of a dedicated, devout Christian, and she turned them away for that reason. One winter that was particularly harsh and bleak and uh, snowy, the Lord gave her this poem. And she wrote the poem. It's very long, as you can see. There's only, I think, four verses in the song. But I wanted to hand it out to you because it shows how in the deep, darkest part of life in the winter, when there's no life, when there's nothing growing, yet God can move and touch and give life and bring beauty to something like that. And this song is a tribute to that poem that Claire learned in school. And I had asked her, Claire, have you ever heard this song? And I played it and she said, no. And I said, well, look at the the music. And she said, well, yeah, I learned this in school. So she knew all the words and that was such a blessing and she sings it beautifully. And her and I are going to try and do it together. Don't listen to me, just listen to her. And and now I remember the other thing I was going to tell you. I personally had not ever heard this song. And about a month ago, as always, the Lord woke me up early in the morning, and this song, the tune and the words to this song, were going over and over and over in my mind. I did not know it, I didn't know the name of it, I didn't know anything about it. And so I Googled, in the bleak midwinter, and lo and behold, it's a song. And the first person that I listened to perform this was one of my favorite singers, believe it or not, James Taylor. And he did a beautiful rendition of this song, so if you're interested in somebody who can sing it really, really beautifully, look up James Taylor's rendition of this song. It's beautiful. I also got a call from Brother Skip Kincaid this week bless his heart he wants to be here so badly but he can't come by himself and Darren hasn't been able to uh, come with him but he said to tell the church how much he appreciated the offering that we sent and he said Nobody but Camel has remained so faithful in the giving since COVID hit. And he said that <clears throat> we give as though he were here, even though he isn't. And it blessed him so much. So I wanted to pass that along to you. It was beautiful to hear from him this week. I want to look very briefly at a foundational aspect about the birth of Christ. We talked about the virgin birth and Many other things, but this is about the sonship of Jesus, the Son of God. And believe it or not, there are lots of differing opinions about this. Many who don't believe that Jesus is and was and always will be the Son of God, but I certainly do. Yes, amen. <clears throat> and and. You'll catch up with me here in just a minute, where I'm going to cover quite a few passages of Scripture. The first one in Luke, chapter 1, verse 30 through 32, Gabriel is announcing the birth of Jesus to Mary. And he says in verse 32, he shall be great, and he shall be called the son of the highest, or in some versions, the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. We know Jesus is of the lineage of David. And this is not the first, nor certainly the only, mention that the child would be called the Son of God. And if you recall at Jesus' mock trial, what did they catch him on? that he said he was the son of God, and that's why they persecuted him. And if you would turn to Psalm chapter two, we're gonna look at an incredible passage of scripture in this very, very prophetic chapter of Psalm. Verse eight, excuse me, verse seven. We'll start with verse seven i will declare the decree the lord hath said unto me thou art my son this day have i begotten thee ask of me and i shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession and skipping down to verse 12 now kiss the son Lest he be angry, and you perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. And blessed are all they that put their trust in him. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon wrote, Who hath ascended up into heaven, or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? That's in chapter 30, verse 4. What is his name and what is his son's name? If thou canst tell. And verse 5, every word of God is pure and he is a shield unto them who put their trust in him. And now if you would turn to Acts 13. Look at verse 30. But God raised him from the dead, and he was seen many days of them which came up from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. Verse 32. And we declare unto you glad tidings how that the promise which was made unto the fathers. And we read one instance of this promise last week in Isaiah seven fourteen, when the Lord said, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. In verse 33, god hath fulfilled the same unto us their children the father's children the ones who have gone on in that he raised up jesus again as it is also written in the second psalm which we just read thou art my son this day have i begotten thee you all know i said it a bunch of times i just love it i get so excited When one passage, one uh, testament substantiates the, the content of the other. And this is a perfect example of Psalm 2 stating, This is my son in whom I am well pleased and this is my begotten son this day. And it is quoted here again in the book of Acts of all places. When Paul is explaining who Jesus is thou art my son and this day have I begotten thee I looked up the word begotten and there were three definitions that really rang true here one is to bring a child into existence by the process of repro- reproduction to give life to to bring into being and to bring into the world. to to give rise to, to bring about, such as success begets success. Number three, to cause, to produce as an effect. And I just love that application of the definition to the birth of Jesus Christ. God caused so that the effect would be salvation for all who believe and the purpose for which he sent his son so beautifully stated in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son the one he caused and the one that we can live for because he lives that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him should be might be saved. And the purpose didn't even end there. Because in Paul's message to the Galatians, You remember that he certified to them that the message that he was teaching them was from Jesus Christ himself. He didn't learn it in a book. He didn't hear it from somebody else. But the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, gave him the message himself by revelation of Jesus Christ. So in Galatians 4, verse 4, it says but when the fullness of time was come God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law of Moses to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons and because you are sons God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying abba father and wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son and if a son and then an heir of god through christ the end result of the purpose for which god sent his son that we may be heirs of christ heirs of god through christ and his death on calvary it's hard to talk about the birth of jesus without including the reason he was sent and the reason he came which was to be the sacrifice for our sin aren't you so thankful for this son this Messiah, this only begotten of the Father who took off his priestly robes in heaven and he laid them down. And the Bible says that God clothed him in humanity so that he became humanity with us to be our savior and high priest. Thank the Lord. And for the purpose of uniting those Redeemed as sons who bear the spirit of the Son of God in us so that we can cry, Abba, Father. Will you stand with me and we'll pray this morning. Father, we just come so humbly. We come, Lord, feeling so small in the whole plan. Oh, God, your whole plan for the world We only see little teeny tiny puzzle pieces, but you see the complete picture when it's all finished and done. God, we thank you for making a way for us that it put on humanity to be like us, that we could accept it as a gift from God. Oh, but you didn't leave him there, Lord. You took him back and you received him back, Lord carrying his blood that he shed back to the throne of God and you seated him once again in his glorious divinity, Lord, to be Jesus Christ forever and ever. How thankful, O God. Again, how small it makes us look and feel in your whole scheme of things. But we're so grateful that you saw down the road, Lord, that you saw us in the puzzle. You saw us as a little minute part of your whole plan and picture. And we're so grateful and thankful to be celebrating this day, the birth of your given, your begotten, your only Son, Lord Jesus. We love him and we cherish him. And we thank you, Father, for sending him to us. And we just ask today, Lord, that the light of Christ, oh, God, would be in each one. Lord, that sits here and hearing this message today, but all those who are away, Lord Jesus, that you would spark that light today that others may see them. And Lord, I pray that if you, if there are others who are alone today, Lord, and have no one to be with them, God, I pray that you wrap your arms of love around them especially. Lift their load, Lord Jesus. Make it a lighter day for them today. God, give them peace. Give them peace, oh God, and let them know that you're there and they're not alone. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Be with us each, Lord, as we go from this place to proclaim the birth of our Savior. In Jesus' name we ask all these things. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.